0: Welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast with myself, Stephen Esbaum, and as always, my good friend,
1: South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you, mate. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to episode 49, Orient Outlook Podcast, recording later than normal. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us this week And obviously just to give everybody a quick update It may be boring you but for us it's still very exciting We're up to 1,748 thousand seven hundred forty-eight Twitter followers And there are still more Orient fans yeah. out there Because we are finding them every week so please keep past spreading the word. Um, we are very regular with our tweeting. We are very regular with our podcast episodes as well. Always include at Orient Outlook for a retweet. We're on Instagram, Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. And if you're not on social media and want to get in touch with us, you can do. We are uh, on email, Orient Outlook at outlook.com. And as always, this uh, next segment tells you who's been listening in from not yep. only the British Isles, but from around the world. Yep,
0: so loads of listeners this week. So thank you for loads. your listens. Uh, so this week we had listeners in Sweden. I think that was Ibrahimovic who is clearly stated he wants to play for Orient at yep. some point in his career. 100%. Portugal, which must be Ronaldo. Uh, Belgium, Eden Haddad. This could go on all night. Um, Spain, Korea, China, Switzerland, Mexico, America, Georgia. Is that right? Georgia? Yeah, that's a new one on us Um, if if you're listening from Georgia get in contact New Zealand Canada Malta Germany Brazil Saudi Arabia Denmark Cyprus Iceland and Jordan so loads of O's fans all across the world you know if you're a foreign listener get in contact with us and tell us how you came to support the O's um, and we'd love to hear from you so episode 48 was last week loads of reviews so thank you so much for sending them in we do read them because we really appreciate them and you know, We're so grateful that people take the time out of their lives to you know, tweet us and get in contact and tell us what they enjoy about our podcast. So that's why we read them. It's, a, it's an honour to get these. So the first one from Dave Boone, who said, Great podcast again. Thanks for the mention of the overseas listener. Hashtag hamperman. This week's game against Oxford, I believe, is more than a six-pointer. It, it will be the most important game before Christmas and January. The worrying action of the management side is their aggressive reactions. And this, I believe, is a sign of stress which can lead to the players losing confidence. Very worrying, but up the O's. Thanks, David, and thanks for all your tweets. Um, and yeah, Idle White, I'm sure I was listening to last week at some point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And at Euro Orient, good to hear from you, Nick. Uh, good episode, as always. Worrying Chisak is taking punches from <laughs> Jamie Jones. I think that might mean to read worried that Chisak is taking. So, punching lessons. Because we, we, we've, never, we've never suggested that, that Jamie Jones is, is still associated to the club. So I think it's possibly just a bit of a typo. but uh, If there's one man you don't want
0: to give him punching lessons, it's Jamie Jones. Or
1: even goalkeeping lessons. <laughs> yeah, at Teresa E17.
0: So glad I didn't go to Creepy Crawley. See what she did there. I did. Uh, thanks to you guys, though. I felt like I was there anyway, up the O's. Thanks for your tweet, Teresa.
1: And um, people may know this uh, particular Twitter handle. It's at James Jam McMahon. Says also, I'm uh, part of a tweet. He said, I'm also listening to the most recent At Orient Outlook podcast and thoroughly enjoying it. Yep. Nice one, James. Thanks for listening. Yep. Much appreciated. At John Mackin
0: 1977. Said, Great podcast, fellas. Really think the club needs to come out and make a statement of intent with regards to Mackenough. Um, there's a bit more later on that in the show. Uh, either play him or get rid.
1: There's no way a player of his caliber should be left out in the cold. It's a waste. 100%. At O's Fan Basing said, Great podcast. Was at Crawley. Plan is for fullbacks to bomb forward. No problem with that. But midfield must cover, but they aren't. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, Absolutely spot on there, Mark. Uh, at Gould Howard
0: said, I needed, I needed that, referring to a listener he just listened. I was feeling a bit impotent this morning, which was a reference to my cock up last week in the. Uh, in the podcast, now I'm up and <laughs>
1: raring to go. Hashtag stand up for the <laughs> That did make me laugh in that, Kevin, I have to say. Uh, and at N Ramsden said, another great show. Looking forward to the big Five O. So that brings us
0: on nicely to next week, which will be episode 50. So we've got loads of stuff going on behind the scenes. We've got a massive interview planned for Wednesday. I'm just fingers crossed that it comes off. We I, hope, I hope it comes off. It will be. It'll be one that you won't want to miss. Yeah, it'll be a big one. It'll be the biggest one I think we've probably done in terms of who who he is. Is, yeah. uh, we've just come off the phone with Moses Bajo,
1: So fifty-five minutes of pure Mo, uh, a really great interview. Really, really good, really reasoned. I think anyone that holds a, a grudge for him going to Brentford, if you listen to what he has yes. to say, I think I think it will calm you down. And and you know, I don't have a problem with him with him leaving. We got a million quid plus a fifteen percent sell on, which has served the club very well. And he got to play at a high level, and he's now playing. In the Championship for an even bigger club that have just come out of the Premier League with desires to go back to the Premier League with a manager that can take them there. So for him, it was good, good career progression. Yeah,
0: really cool, guys. So the first snippet of that interview will be included in episode 50. Um, also in episode 50, special brief appearances from Matt Lockwood, Scott McLeish, John Mackey, Kevin Lisby, and a handful more. And also special guests who will be confirmed throughout the week. So stay, stay tuned to Twitter.
1: Um, yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait. It's yeah. a lot of hard work. Don't get us wrong, but it's going to be so so worth it. Absolutely, absolutely. So moving on to the week that was yep. Monday, the twelfth of October. Ian Hendon um, was uh, reported uh, as commenting on the Crawley loss. He said, "I thought we were the team in the ascendancy in the second half uh, with ten. Uh, obviously, I'm not happy with the result of my players because we had when we had eleven men, we never took advantage of the possession and the chances we had." We come out second half and showed, albeit we are 3-1 down, you might say it's easy to play then, we came out and showed what we are about. Yep. Yeah, so it sounds like he was, he was happy, yeah. yeah.
0: A bit surprising that, you know. Yeah, it's um, obviously
1: referring to the fact that uh, Alan Dunn got sent off. Um, so we had to, to play with 10 men for a while. Um, obviously, as it was announced quite recently, or last week, that, that Sam Allardyce was uh, uh, unveiled as the new Sunderland manager. So there was obviously a lot of... A lot of fuss around uh, Neil MacDonald, who was his former first team coach, and Ian Hendon as well. Um, And Ian Hendon commented on that because there was a rumour linking him uh, to going back and joining Big Sam. He said, I speak to Sam and I've been to lunch with him a few times since he's been on his break. but I've had no contact with him since he took the job. I'm concentrating on Leighton Orient. He hasn't spoken to me about going to Sunderland and I'm concentrating on the job I've got here. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that
0: Hendon will go at Sunderland. You know, not a chance. it would be, be foolish to do so. Um, so Tuesday, fancy of October, Clehesi uh, was talking about the Crawley defeat. And he said, this defeat is a massive setback. Because we should be coming to Crawley and getting a victory. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there, Sean. He said, we want to get promoted. So we want to be coming to places like this and getting a win. We have gone to teams already this season. And we should have won. But we have been coming away with draws. Bang on. Uh, the camp isn't happy at the moment, but it is a long season, so you're going to go through times when you are on fire and other occasions when you are not getting the results, you are going to win games and lose games.
1: Yeah, I mean prize for stating the obvious, Sean, but um, the camp isn't happy at the moment.
0: I think, Reading he, I, think to that,
1: I think he meant in terms of results. But mm. I don't know. I don't know if he's let out something there. So nothing happened on Wednesday of, of note. Um, or well, nothing happened at all on Wednesday, actually. So we're going to move on to Thursday, the 15th of October. And it was announced that we have the cheapest season ticket in the division, priced at just £180. That must be North Stand, right? Is that North Stand? Uh, I would imagine the family stand, Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh the most expensive shows what we know. Um, the most expensive season ticket is 315 pounds which is West Stand I think and 19% below the average uh, for the f- for Football League 2. Yep. The cheapest ticket is 22 pounds which is the highest in the league and the most expensive is 24 pounds which is 6 pounds uh, sorry 6% above average.
0: So essentially season tickets are great value whereas individual matches pounds a day aren't. is what it said. Absolutely. Uh, also it said that. uh Orient supporters have to spend 7% above the league average for a new adult club shirt, which costs £44. Uh, And for children, Orient fans need to pay £36, which is 12% above the league average too.
1: I have to say, I do believe, A, our shirts are poor quality replica, right? Number one. And number two, I think they're grossly overpriced for what they are.
0: They are, but I I guess that's maybe to do with the amount that are printed. So in that same report, I think the cheapest one in the league was Newport County, which was £37.50. And the highest was Barnet, which was 49 quid. Um, but maybe when we come out of our relationship with Nike next season, it'll be interesting to see if, who we go with and if. Yeah, because uh, it's under
1: review at the moment, isn't it? And
0: also, you, you know, if you're one of the business guys, next year is quite a significant year in terms of the song anniversary, I believe. Um, so you'd probably be trying to get some kind of song. Signage somewhere on the kit, or maybe get the if, br- or br- bring the br- braces back. There's been a huge demand for the braces, and we all know they're not a Nike template. But it'd be great to see that. But obviously, if we're going to have the braces, we can't have the Nike template.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so we'll have to see. But as I say, because I've got the shirt and all, like all the arms, are, like really baggy, are like unnecessarily baggy. I haven't got the longest arms, but I haven't got the shortest either.
0: You need to get some guns, mate,
1: on your arms. Get some big biceps like me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, also, so also Ian Hendon was interviewed by by George Sessions and talked about the squad so a lot of kind of criticism been aimed at Ian Hendon I'd say in the last couple of weeks from, from the, the media. size of the squad um, so Ian kind of shot back and said people keep telling me and asking me if I'm going to make it bigger well I would love to make it bigger is the answer and have a bigger squad but we are where we are and we have what we have I'm happy with my squad there are budgetary restraints on what we do and we are where we are if I need somebody like John Marquis, the president has been great and
1: allowed me to do it, but I'm not banging on his door to bring players in for the sake of getting a bigger squad. So what he's alluding to is the fact that this year we're running much more within our means rather than last year when Bichetti got his checkbook out and just went splurge and bought everyone and anyone. And because he's had his fingers burnt, um, our understanding is that this year he's turned around and said, no, you're going to run more within your means. And we're going to re- That's why we've tr- he's got rid of all the big wage, well, all but... One or two yep. off, the, off the wage bill, um, and we're now running within the same similar constraints that Matt Porter and Barry Herman are running us under, which is, which is sensible,
0: absolutely. I think, absolutely, because um, so
1: it's, fi- it's sustainable.
0: Yeah, so he finished off this quote by saying, If I feel there are any weaknesses in our team and squad, then I'll be banging on the chairman's door, but I actually
1: don't we have many weaknesses there. Cool. Yeah. Okay. The You're the manager. You, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So absolutely. Moving on to Friday the 16th of October, we asked you on Twitter whether Blair Turger or John Marquis should start for Oxford. So there was a lot of debate coming out of last
0: week's uh, loss to Crawley that the diamond wasn't working, and a lot of fans wanting to see 4-4-2. So we asked a question and a massive response. So thanks to everyone who uh, got in contact yeah, via Twitter. Yeah. just run through. Actually, what looks like all of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, at Aaron Patel, 97. So, Turgot and Marquise to start. Yeah, at Angel Davies 2412 said, Turgut really needs to start more games along with Palmer. I'm still not sure on Marquise, to be honest, but we'll see. Well, that's fair because he only played for a bit of the second half, but he did set up Simpson's goal. Absolutely. Hence why I thought we put it out there. So, this tweet, the next tweet
0: caused a bit of a stir. So, when people tweet, even though sometimes we don't agree with it, we'll always retweet it because that's the kind of thing That creates kind of discussions on Twitter and engagement, and and you know, we're not here to kind of side with one side of the fence or sit on the other, it's, yeah. it's really challenging. So, Quick debate. So, this was really caused a debate, and this surprised me and most people on Twitter. So, we got a tweet from at Tony underscore Osborne 59 who said, Whoever starts, Hennen has to win mm. or he's got to go. One win in eight is
1: abysmal with a budget that should be winning this league. Views on that, Paul? Well, you know, as as I just mentioned about the budget, it's, it's very much, although we might have one of the upper budgets in this league, uh, we still have a small turnover. We yeah. still have a small income, you know, so you get what you can get. Um, I think it was quite harsh, but there is a frustration born in that, which has probably just been vented in a slightly different way to what what we've changed, what, what people generally do. Um but you know that's his thoughts that's his opinions he's entitled to them and you'll see what people have got to say about that in a sec absolutely that's the great thing about football
0: and and to this club you know to a certain extent is that people's opinions on the same thing can be so um, diverse and so different from one another it's a great thing to see so you know, a bit of a reaction came out of that. At Orient underscore J, said, that is the most stupidest thing I've read this morning. <laughs> He's
1: only been at the club for three months. There you go. At Adult Swim One said, our form is poor, of course, but what a ludicrous suggestion. This club is still in stabilisation mode. Yeah, at Kevin Cowan said, completely and utterly ridiculous. At John Macca1977 said, "Turgot and Palmer on the bench. Marcus and James to start. Scoring isn't our problem, it's conceding. We need to tighten up at the back, then we will start winning again. Haven't had a clean sheet since August, we won't win games like that. John Macca, there's there's the spot. You're on it, on the spot.
0: Uh, At Vince (laughs) Howard, 73, said Turgot should start so we can play with width. At the moment we're far too narrow
1: but I would still start with Palmer. There you go. At football CJW been hoping for Turgot to start since Stevenage. Haven't seen Marcus but I prefer him to Palmer from what I've heard. At bear 84, so Turgot and Palmer to start Hashtag #together. At Orient Peak, midfield four of Turgot, Payne, Moore and Cox. Give Pritch a rest, Marquis the start, I see Palmer as an impact sub. Yeah, some
0: good points there. I a think that's really,
1: really good actually, with with Payne sitting back so that Tur got more and Cox can do the attacking. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. I might brown music. Said think Blair is better as an impact sub. No problem with him starting, but if we change it up, who is there on the bench? Let
1: we go, narrow again. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah point. Right. good point. At Sam Cast 9 said Lloyd James has to start, most underrated player in recent history at Orient. We can't control possession without him.
0: I must admit I do miss Lloyd James a little bit.
1: I don't, and I say that because when he got, he played his way out of the team yeah, by not playing so coach, well, yeah. and so Payne kind of made it, he was like, oh, I'll just walk into this team now because Lloyd James, who he's replaced, so, you know, uh, yeah, alright, that's your opinion, that, yep. you're entitled to that, that's cool. At David 12, Lloyd said, got to start Turger and Marquiz hope Baudry is available as well. Um, at Rayleigh Rocker said, play four four two. tell the full-backs to players, defenders, job done. Absolutely,
0: and Ramsden said yes and yes Turgut always comes on and makes us a better side gives us better shape and a better balance he's always a threat of his pace Marquis looks decent and should be given a chance could be the saviour of the season and looks a good foil for Simpson which is a good point there yeah. Simpson and Marquis actually played
1: together at Millwall um, a couple of years ago when Simpson was unknown there yeah. which I didn't know about until oh, a couple of days ago i not realised that yeah. yeah. so Hendon was interviewed before the Oxford game he said we are two points behind Oxford outside of the automatic places and we are going alright I think we just need to find the balance between attacking and defending because we do create a lot of chances in games but we just need to shut the back door. I'm sure the fans will be roaring us on and I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. The disappointment has been the disappointment has been a few of the away games that we have drawn and then obviously last week we got beat at Crawley. But going back home we should be full of confidence and I'm sure the players will be will be come Saturday. So, so it's good he's got the right attitude he's not losing focus and, he, and he's saying the right things
0: yeah and he's pretty confident in his team's abilities which is always a good thing to see Yeah, and obviously on Friday like we say every week but the community work that Orient do through the Lake Orient Trust is as vital as ever and it was great to see Dean Cox go out with our very own Fior who made an appearance at uh, Holly House um, so great to see Dean you know well
1: involved in the community and They all are They all take their fair share Absolutely You know So Saturday the 17th Yeah Absolutely Saturday the 17th We started off Very very positively With two birthday shout outs To Two former Orient players And friends of the podcast And legends And yep. so on So firstly We're going to say uh, Belated now Happy birthday <laughs> to uh, Mr Matt Lockwood uh, Obviously everyone knows him He doesn't need an introduction Could take a wicket free quick And has obviously A bit of a genius with the penalty spot as well.
0: One of my favourite moments since starting this podcast is interviewing Matt Lockwood, because Matt Lockwood was the first player we ever interviewed and it was at your house. Yeah. And we were both bricking it. And I remember he turned up early and it was just surreal watching Matt Lockwood approach your doorway because we could see him through the window and just knock on the door. Yeah. That's like that's in my top like five moments of the podcast. Wow in podcast history this we should year. do it in episode 50 told top All right. 5, five. alright uh, but Matt Lockwood great guy uh, at n underscore m underscore 93 said what
1: a top bloke wish we still had him even at the age of 39 he could still do a job at Gingery id 81 said the word legend gets thrown about too much these days but that man was left foot one yeah absolutely True. Yeah, at George Girk said best player I've ever seen at the O's and a real gent very high praise indeed absolutely and then the other, the, the second birthday uh, message that we had today, uh, that we had to, uh, p- were pleased to announce, was Kevin Lisby turned thirty-seven. He's now a striker at Barnet, as you'll obviously know. I think he's had a, a few injury problems uh, this season, but I think he's fit and healthy now.
0: Absolutely. So both legends, both have had interviews previously with the Orient Outlook podcast, and our catalogue is available uh, via iTunes and on SoundCloud. soundcloud.com forward slash orient hyphen outlook and also if you do have a kid whose birthday is on October 17th then it set them in good
1: stead uh, for the future yeah and if you've had a birthday so far this year then happy birthday to you and if you've got one coming happy birthday to you as well oh, that's really nice that covers, Thanks, man. that covers every listener there you uh, go
0: <laughs> so the under 18s uh, carried on their fantastic form on Saturday morning beating Northampton 2-0 Goals coming from Rian McLean, who seems to be popping up a little bit now, which is great. And an own goal,
1: so another win. So well done to. Uh, smashing it, aren't they? The Ute. <laughs> Everyone. Absolutely smashing it. Absolutely. Um, so Oxford at home. Um, yes, that, let's move on to that now. Um, teams were announced usually <laughs> around the sort of two o'clock mark. So yep. in goal, we had Chisack, and uh, Baldry, Essam, and Claherty, we are back four. Cox, Pritchard, Moore, and Turgut. Uh, with your midfield and Simpson and Marquis uh, started up front with yep. the substitutes of Charlie Granger, Shaw, James, Payne, Monker, Kashgit and Palmer. Yep, so Baldry
0: returned to the team and made his 100th league orient start. So, well done to Matt. Yeah. 100 games at orient start, start yeah. league. Turgut was bought in, um, which was great with Payne dropping to the bench. And Marquis started in place of Palmer and the four-four-two under a week's scrutiny, I guess, of the diamond, was put in place. So, before the match, I was very happy with that and so were most of you. So, at George Girk, said, I like the change of formation.
1: I'm quite confident Turgot will do well on his first start. At Steve Cab 121, said, everyone is going on about the formation for today but the biggest change is that Baldry is back. Ah, Absolutely. That's a fair point.
0: And also, starting for Oxford was John Lundstrom, who obviously had two loan spores with us. He had one last season but really didn't get near the team but the season before in that playoff year, he, uh, he played a few games for us, and uh, he done well. So, apart from yesterday, we wish him the best of luck. <laughs> so, uh, the game kicked off, and issues again with Orient player. So, we never like reporting on these issues, but people pay good money for Orient player, and if it doesn't work when you're playing a match, what's the point?
1: And it's new, and it's an upgraded system. They're all using fibre optic and all this new wizzy technology, and it just doesn't seem to work. It's, re- it's a real shame.
0: Absolutely, because can't... people
1: can't follow it. Yeah, so if you listen abroad, you know, or if you don't live in London. And you know, can't get to a game. You paid for like, that service. Our mate Warren couldn't, and he wanted to listen to it yeah. on the train home, and he couldn't. So, yep. so um, we we started brightly in the first sort of couple of minutes. We found Oxford quite difficult to break down. I thought actually, but we got a chance. And um, they defended well and cleared the danger away. Really, and and I think that's really the only moment to speak of for Warren in, in that first half. Wow. Yep. Because we were we were just utterly abysmal, really poor. I've never seen us play that bad. People looking disinterested, not bothered, not tracking not covering, not helping each other, heads down. I, I don't know what it was, I don't, and I don't know why, but many of them just looked completely and utterly. Jay Simpson was a standout, Dean Cox was a standout, Paul. Jay Simpson was a standout, Paul? It was, was a, standout, a standout, like his attitude. Right. Okay. Like It's just his head down, just really, like he was being called, and he wasn't answering the person who was calling him. I think it was Marquis was shouting to him, like, I wanted it there, I wanted, and just head down, just walked away. Communication was... Controversial. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what had gone wrong. Something had happened, and I don't know what it was, but it translated onto the pitch, and you could
0: see it. I guess it was disappointing after a week's worth of most people calling, and to be fair, including myself, uh, for 4-4-2. He finally got it, and it didn't really improve anything. In fact, it made us look it looked worse, and Oxford wanted it more, I would say.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they yeah. came better drilled, better set up. Pressed Press, and, us and, hard. And, more, and, and wanted it much more. They closed us down. They didn't give us any opportunity with the ball. They pretty much camped. Yeah. They just camped and, and, and sort of pushed us back. And so, 16th minute, they took the lead. Uh,
0: as Kemar Roof scores with a close-range finish. To be fair, terrible defending again. Matt Bouldry, Matt what what are you doing Why with?
1: are you, with your back to the <laughs> ball... Side footing on the outside of your foot to try and clear it. Great pass though. Put it back, put it behind for a corner. Great, great, great assist there for Matt Baldry. Oh, fantastic. I mean, that's a, that's a strike, that's a strike, that's <coughs> an assist. That. it's awful. And I had a conversation with someone today at football, uh, amateur football today, and I said, like, I don't rate Baldry. I honestly don't think Matt Baldry is that good a player. I like Baldry. And it's like, what are you talking about?
0: I like Baldry. Baldry's not the type of defender who's going to hoof a ball out of the box. He wants to play a nice pass. No problem box. with that. I've got no problem with that, oh, yeah. but he fails to do that more often than than yeah. not. Unfortunately, not Matt's first mistake uh, this season. But to be fair, their, their player took it well. I mean, that player who's got about 13 in his last 17, he's, he's, he's quite a good striker. He's quite hard. So all
1: the more reason to play it safe and put it out. And I hate to criticize the team captain, I really do. But I'm sorry, it just doesn't didn't make sense what he tried to do. Um, and and like all he had to do was was literally just pop it in the back of the net
0: you got to watch yourself, Levy. This is a big week for us, episode 15. Don't you're be upsetting gonna start, people. you're going to start upsetting the club In, I didn't mean it. I
1: take <laughs> it all back. Um, so, so, a few minutes later, sort of an observation uh, that, that we made was that, you know, Dean Cox's crosses and corners were, were not good. He got himself you're booked, missing, didn't he? He was frustrated. He was a yeah. frustrated figure. Got myself booked through frustration. A couple of minutes later, for, for for a foul with the guy on the far line, he wasn't... Yeah, they no yeah, did, Didn't need to do it.
0: No um, need. And in the 33rd minute, things got slightly wor- well, got things much worse. Well, things did get worse. as Lundström, who uh, didn't score many goals for Orient. No. <laughs> but, oh, no. Took a pot shot for about, what, 25 yards out? About that. Never going in, but takes a deflection. And when things aren't going your way, those fly in. No
1: chance Chizak. Ball in the net, 2-0. Yeah, it was going to Chizak right, and then it's kind of deflected into the, into the sort of left centre. Yeah, typical, so. typical ex-player
0: with his first goal for his new club. Um, to be fair Lundstrom I I didn't really rate him. I think he had one brilliant game for us back in the two thousand thirteen fourteen. 14, 14 again yeah. and I can pinpoint that that was Ginningham at home in that five nil where but he everyone, was outstanding. But everyone was outstanding in that because we weren't four 0 up. It, he was really good that day though, but he never recaptured that. So for me I didn't I you know, and I didn't think he was great, but maybe Lee Two is more of his level.
1: Maybe and Everton let him go
0: so he's actually signed permanently with Oxford. Yeah, fair play. I think Oxford had got a good setup there. Yeah, um, I'm impressed with Michael
1: Appleton though because I didn't. I've
0: never rated Michael Appleton. Yeah, decent manager for this level. Um, so at Taser Junior tweeted us after that second goal went in uh, and said, "There's no pressure, there's no desire." Uh, but fair play to Oxford, they made us look like a conference team so far, and that was a story Summs in it the first half. Really half-time. sums it up well. Players were booed
1: off. off by many frustrated South Stand fans. Yeah, um, I mean, like, it's, some thought that was harsh to boo, but actually, if you actually saw the the performance, <laughs> I thought actually. That's probably the worst performance I've seen since last season. Absolutely, and I think
0: your next paragraph that you wrote down sums it up perfectly.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, just as some observations that I've made that, you know, we've been dominated by a more hungrier and better set up team. They closed us down quickly, they moved for each other, they gave each other options, they gave the man with the ball options. Us, on the other hand, we looked disinterested and we got result, we resulted to long ball tactics, which didn't work. Yeah. Pritch was running around a lot, but not doing very much as well. And Sammy Moore was a bit anonymous. Do you think? And I think it's come up later in the tweet
0: that More and Pritchard as your centre midfield doesn't work because they're both the same player. They are yes. both the workman like. Right? So if yes. you're gonna, you, you can't, can't have know to spray If you're gonna ball. do four four two, you can't have Pritch and More together. It's either got to be Pritch or More, and Payne or James. Correct. Thanks.
1: Yeah, it is that. That's that's what it's got to be because they're both quite industrial players. Industrial. So, so yeah, so. they're gonna charge stuff down. So. You can't have two. Rhinos in a team charging around and trying to uh, trying to win the ball back because you've got no one to play it. So it works in a di- in a diamond they can play together
0: in the middle. Yeah, but because you've got Payne or James, yes, yeah, yeah. you sit back and but it doesn't work as a four four two. Yeah. Um so loads of tweets and at halftime, again brilliantly, you know, brilliantly tweeted. Thanks for sending them our way. We love it. It's it's you know part of what we do and what we want to get
1: out of this podcast. So at Janine Adleman said, this is like last season without the (laughs) humour. At Stiggy64, clueless going forward, pumping it up with no purpose... Poor defending again for both goals. Things need to change. Yeah, I think that was a disappointing thing. Both goals were bad defending. The first, it was. first one, no pressure on the man. Correct. He should have been closed down for that Shouldn't first one. should have be closed down. Sorry for the second one. He should have been closed yeah, down. Yeah, the first one. Is, it's just, completely it's just a bad Bordie error. Gets to, gets yeah, if way. he'd have put that out rather than clearing it into the path.
0: Yeah, at Fan TV said, Not one shot on target. A lot needs
1: to change at half-time if Orient are to get anything from this. At John in 1977 said, Disinterested. That's not a good sign. Hope he's not losing the dressing room already. At Bennett LOFC said, watch how Oxford play when they have the ball. Positive with speed and purpose. Us, slow,
0: clueless and lost. And Ben LOFC has done some caricatures. They will be on sale uh, in the Supporters Club before the Accrington Stanley game. 10% of the sale goes to the Song Fund. They are amazing. And Ben, if you ever want to do any of our caricatures, uh, you're welcome to, although no one will buy them. So... Don't
1: do that. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> at Doyle underscore Hooper, the flat four four two with two wingers didn't work too well, especially when you continue to play through the middle. Yeah, bang on. And at King Baggy King, so looking flat as a witch's bosom with the four four two, bring back the diamond. At least
0: it created opportunities.
1: Okay, free tuning, optimistic. So I have to say though that I don't think it was the formation; it was the personnel. Right. Because Oxford set up on a four four two, and it that worked fun. perfectly fine for them. So the attendance in the second half was announced as 6,296. I think it's probably one of the bigger... Yep. crowds that we've had this season with 1388 away fans Yeah, and they absolutely trashed that mainstand oh, they ripped yeah. all the seats out real th- real uns and then they tweet that. about
0: it and say oh it, you know it was due, due to congestion well we, that's been congested before no seats have ever have ever fallen down yeah that's just so. wrong yeah absolutely it's a half time had to do something and he did he makes two subs as Turg and Cox so his white men come off and Payne and Palmer come on which means we went back to the diamond uh, with Payne at the base, more and Pritch in the middle, and Marquise playing at the front of the diamond with Palmer the and Simpson up front. So fair play to Hendon in my eyes. He went for the 4-4-2. Four, four, he went for it, um, as all fans, or most fans wanted him to, I would say, you know. And it didn't work. And at half-time, he took off, maybe. Well, no, maybe about it. He takes off his biggest kind of player. Impactful, createful player in Cox. But we noticed that it was the second week uh, second week running that Cox have, has come off early so you know as, as much as he pro- might be able to be criticised for that in terms of Hendon criticising Hendon for taking off our most kind of
1: creative player Bottom line is, is he wasn't doing anything, he wasn't creating yeah. anything, and and if he's in a bit of a low at the moment, then Ian's right to take him off. You have to earn your place to be in that team. You've got no god given right for your Absolutely. spot. Absolutely. So uh, you, if you're not performing, you're you're done. A big call to take off Cox. Yeah, though. of course it always is when you're when your best known player and your most creative one. Um, you know, but if he isn't performing, he, he might as well not be there. Absolutely. So, so second half kicked off and Payne made a, a massive impact, didn't he? Hundred pain, pain really percent. Pain came on and changed the game for what you know for for, for once. I'm gonna I don't want to sound that yeah, yeah. make that sound too harsh, but he 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 was open to every ball and he was spraying it about like it, it was super comfortable on the ball and 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 his passes were going to red uh, to red shirts, which is mo- the most More important than, thing. It's all well good and good stuff. being able to pump it, but if you can't find a red shirt. Then there's no point doing it. But he absolutely came and settled the back four a little bit, allowed Clehessey and Chickson to get, get forward. forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and and he mopped up and did well. And and he was he was the real impact that we needed and we were looking for. Yeah, and the sixty fifth minute, uh the revival started. We Or a goal back um, through the the club and the
0: league's leading, Marksman, Jay Simpson, who got his 10th goal of the season, so into double figures already, which is fantastic. Long ball into the box. Palmer wins the header. Palmer done really well, actually, to win that header.
1: He won every single header, practically, barring one or two. So maybe Palmer's better as an impactful sub. There you go. That's it. Some players are like that. I remember Andros Townsend and Jose and Poco and Tahueh. You know, good players, but... As up. an impact, not as ninety minutes. Maybe that's where yeah. Blair Palmer to. done really well. Wins the ball, gets really the ball to Simpson. Simpson yeah. t- takes it quite early. I, f- I think he, I thought he hit it quite well. Keeper got a hand to it. He had to. He, he had to because if he'd have taken the touch, yeah. the touch would have taken him to the keeper. Yeah. So he had to. T- he had to shoot then. Keeper was quite unlucky not, not to push it away. I thought, but ball went into the back of that. Game
0: on two one. But but good goal. Great to see Palmer working there. And he deserves credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. Palmer, and in you know. the next couple of minutes, put some pressure on them. And un- Unlucky not to equalise, as Mark Quisnerly equalised, and then Essam headed over from the resulting corner. There may be a game changer in the 67th minute.
1: Yeah, we've never been any really good against 10 men, but in the 67th minute, Oxford were reduced to 10 men, as their man Graham was shown a second yellow card for a petulant kick of the football away. Now, the ref wasn't being very kind to us throughout that game. He yeah, gave man. us very little, and then practically everything. But actually, the guy kick, did kick the ball away. Yellow cardly. I've seen him not given. Yeah. Uh, and it wouldn't have surprised me if he hadn't given it. But no, he he saw it straight away. He called him over. Yep. Yellow at second, yellow and and off he goes. So all pressure from us from that point. Oxford not really doing anything. Nothing. That um, di- that di- that formation change changed the it. whole game. So. And it. we camped hundred percent practically in their half. Yep. And it cool. was fantastic. They 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 had no shots on target. They didn't even get a corner till. Really late in the game, yeah. and and they forced Chisak into a late save, which will come on to later. So yeah. quite late on in that half, so 79th minute. Yeah. Uh, Scott Kashket came
0: on and replaced John Marquis on his own debut. Yeah, um, and like you just said, Chisak in the eighty first minute makes a good save with his feet. So their player kind of just got around the back. Had time, and a good save there from Chisak. No, he went feet. on a run. That, that
1: that guy, he came on a run. He was part of a of an yeah, attacking. Yeah, he got around the back, didn't he? He was around yeah, the back. Yeah, uh, good save from Chisak. We said before, Chisak's very good at
0: saving with his feet. Yeah, he he's c- very good like He could have got
1: nutmegged if he'd have had his eyes open. Yeah, he'd yeah. have been nutmegged, and it'd have been a goal. So yeah, that, and that'd have killed it off.
0: Oh, absolutely. And on so. the resulting corner, mm. corner came in. Chisak punched it out. We'll come back to Chisak punching balls out. Um, and a shot came back in a goal and a brilliant one-handed save from Chizak. Yeah, the guy.
1: Yeah, the ball came back out from his punch. Yeah. Their man passed it to the guy that eventually sort of controlled it and then volleyed it. And he was forced to make that one-handed save. Brilliant save. Diving to his right. Um, had he not have done, obviously it would have been a goal. over. Uh, absolutely. But had he have caught that ball rather than punching that ball... He wouldn't have had to have made that save. Absolutely, and we've mentioned it before. I don't understand why goalkeepers are coached or told to punch when you can quite comfortably catch.
0: Yeah, well I'm sure Lee Harrison's aware of the situation, um, but a great save nonetheless. In the 87th minute, I thought this was going to be our last chance where Simpson had an opportunity but pull it over the bar. And after that, I thought that was that. Um, So 90th minute,
1: the ball goes up for four minutes of injury time. Yep. That's it. And then, uh, Matthew Baudry gets the ball out on the far right-hand side. He then crosses, um, to Ollie Palmer, who is, uh, just on the edge of the eight Oxford 18-yard box. Palmer done really well again to win that header. That was he a hard did. header to win. And to guide it down <coughs> to, to a red yeah. shirt. Um, Sammy Moore picks up the, the, uh, uh Ollie Palmer's knockdown. Um, uh, he lays it off Moore, to... Moore's layoff was... Very, do you know? I thought, it, I thought it was a bit hospital passy at first, nah. but then I've seen when you see who the I thought was was Payne. I tweeted that Payne had scored, and then it comes out that Scott Cashgate that's why I deleted both that. the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I thought it was I thought it was um Payne that scored, but it wasn't, it was Cashgate. And I thought, as I say, Moore had given him a real hospital pass, and I nah, thought their man fast. was going to get there. But as it turns out, looking at it back, because obviously, bear in mind, I'm at the other end of yeah, the, pitch yeah. in the South Stand. Uh, and he's just smashed it in the bottom in, in the left that corner. That's great super finish. Hurt.
0: Great finish. Well done, Scott Cashkett. And a great sign that we pulled it back to two. And that goal to do Scott the world a good... Absolutely, he does.
1: deserves it because he comes on and he has been working hard when he's been given his chance. And, and the crowd go mental, the Oxford fans go quiet. We've been berating the Oxford fans Good. And the, uh, whole, the whole time. We, we made you cry and we sent you down and all this sort of stuff. That,
0: they're, they're, they're still obviously very, very bitter about it. And we almost snatched it, right?
1: Yes, Almost right, three right three at the end. end. Right, would very end. It would have been just. It would have been, amazing. That would have been incredible. Because we stopped, we're seeing 3-2, we We're going to win 3-2 <laughs> and all that. So, <laughs> um, But we wound them up and it, obviously it will come on to that, but it all got quite nasty. Brilliant, so full-time
0: whistle went and two all so a decent point from a half-time perspective, definitely. So Ian Henderson went on to say, it was definitely a game of two halves. We changed our shape and it obviously didn't work. What we have been doing and how we have been playing in games, creating chances with the so-called diamond, as people want to word it, does work because we do create chances. See, again, that quote from Henderson, is like a frustrated quote yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, today we conceded and it was nothing to do with the shape. They were just poor goals. Bang on for me. I think you summed that up really well. Yep. The second one is a bit lucky with the deflection. And the first one, we don't go out and shut the ball down quick enough for me. It's good to see that he's he sees what the weaknesses are, and hopefully that's something that will be worked on on the training yeah. ground this week. He also went on to say, I, it was two soft goals again, but second half, we went back to the free midfield, took both wingers off, and we got a performance. I thought Jack Payne was excellent when he came on. He controlled the game, and Oni Palmer as well, the big man, did what he was asked Bang to do. Bang on the money. Absolute. Absolutely spot on observations. It's quite interesting, though, because obviously Dean Cox, you know, probably best player in the league as a... You know, in his position. But if he's not going to play a left wing I mean, it, it really
1: kind of, you know, where does Cox fit into that team? Well, he he will. Yeah, Because you know, these these players are also going to need chances and creation from from everywhere. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. everyone's going to need to chip in. But you know, if the guy's off form, he's only human. He's entitled to it. Yep. Um, and you know, resting for a bit and let him come back fresh oh, from a yeah, so, Absolutely. So. There was a little bit of a fuss afterwards as well and and at Guardian Orient tweeted, Unfortunately, we didn't speak to any players after the match because Ian Hendon banned the Guardian series from talking to them. Since this point, the club have cleared this up by saying, Contrary to media reports, head coach Ian Hendon did at no point ban the Waltham Forest Guardian from attending post-match interviews with players, no such order came from Hendon and a misunderstanding on the club's behalf arose following yesterday's home game with Oxford United. The Guardian series will be allowed access to player interviews in the future. Well,
0: that's good. That's good that it's all been yeah. sorted out. It's a bit strange, you know,
1: there are local paper, just reporting
0: and trying to give a bank's view, such as we are. You know, when players play well, we'll pat them on the back. When players don't play well... You know, are we'll open questions. to criticism. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And also, additionally, uh, George Sessions after the interview got a few tweets <laughs> to ask him to ask Hendon about McInniff. Um, but George tweeted back saying we have been asked not to mention McInniff and have to expect that have to expect that. So unfortunately, the saga will go on. So don't expect any McInniff um, updates anytime soon because it looks like we're not going to have to get that information. But yeah late congratulations to Joby on the birth of his child earlier in the week, so well done. Yeah,
1: well spotted, I missed that one. Yeah. So, because of the result yesterday at 2-all, we have now played 13 games, so we're just over, or just under, I beg your pardon, a third of the way, something like that. Uh, we're over a quarter of the way through the season anyway. Yeah. We've won six, we've drawn four, and we've now lost three games. We've accumulated 22 points because of that, and we were seventh, and we've now moved up to fifth in the league. Yeah, uh, we're up
0: two places. That, yeah, that, So, draw. So congrats to at DavidTH64301889, who was the only person in our prediction league to score, to predict the score correctly to all. So it's still a five way tie at the top. Um, with at George Gertz, at Orient Fan TV, at Peter
1: LFC, at Sam Bernstein, at Tommy all on six points in first place. Lovely. So, Mr. Levy, your so, views on uh, this? Yeah. Yesterday? Initially, I'd made a note about the fact that we'd lost two out of our last three home games, uh, but thankfully it didn't turn out that way. Um, a game of two completely contrasting halves. Like you wouldn't believe that they were the same Absolutely. same team on the same day. And as I said, as I've said earlier, it wasn't a, a formation issue. It was really the personnel looking completely lackluster. You know, Coxie looking out of sorts. Um, but, you know, we don't have to rely on one man to, to win us games and score us goals in the 96th minute. You know, that's not how football is. It's a game of 11 men that have to stand up and be counted. Unfortunately, Blair didn't have the impact that we all hoped he would. But I do, as much as I critique Hendon privately, I do admire him for changing stuff and trying something different, but changing it early enough, unlike Slade, who used to change yeah. it in the eightieth minute and expect someone Absolutely. to do something. Yep. So I do respect that and I do I do think, you know, he's able to see that and make changes. You know, we created only one chance in the first half. We were totally dominated and outplayed. Um and, and the biggest concern is that we're hardly on promotion form despite being Fifth in the league, so we really need to up our game if we're to be there in and around Christmas yep. when you start getting injuries and suspensions and all that. You you really need to, to distance yourself from the chasing pack now.
0: Yep, so my views it was a decent point after it looked like a certain loss at half time. had Hendon started with four four two, Um but fair play, you know, he sorted out at half time and made some big, big calls. Have Turgot and Palmer been found out as just impact players who shouldn't start uh, but need to come on in the second half? And I was delighted that Scott Cash get, got his first goal. Um, and a good point all things considered well done to Jack Payne um, you know obviously fits in well into the diamond and made a massive impact in the he second did. half I'm amazed we are 5th though given current form it just shows you how tight this division is that we've yeah. only won one in eight and we're still 5th if had we have won a couple of more games you know turned some draws into wins would be well out of top of the league um, so those were our views your views uh, and uh, a bit from Matt Simpson's blog which was brilliant by the way so if you haven't read it uh, give it a read Uh, Matt Simpson said the O's rallied in the second half showed some fight and came away with a point which should be commended but let that not paper over the cracks seven points from our last eight games is relegation form
1: good observation when you see it written down like that it's quite surprising it it? is yeah but that's what I'm saying it's hardly promotion form and also there are just to balance it out there are other Orient blogs out there as well Matt uh, Bristow does a a very, very very good blog as well Orient
0: blog there's Elliot and Byrne does a blog occasionally there's Orient blog there's loads
1: yeah. All, all worth a read for fans. Absolutely. So, uh, tweets that came in at TCW0102, still in the playoffs. I want to support Barcelona, but every time they drag me back in, yeah. hashtag come on you UOs. At Tottenham
0: FC93, so need to start a lot better and put the opposition
1: under pressure. At Trevor Gibling, shows it's not just about diamonds or 442, but how you apply them. Spot on. Yeah, absolutely at spot on. In response on. to
0: that, at Bushwooder, said true, our central midfield was poor first half and Winger's got no service, but doesn't mean 442 won't work. That said, the diamond was very effective second half and a great performance by Payne as well as Palmer.
1: Yeah, at David G. Boone, great goal from Scott, but Chisak saved the game for the O's. Yeah, at Ian K.
0: Richardson said, we've got a draw which shows character we can't defend like that or rely on their players getting sent off every week.
1: Good point. At Martin Bellum, never in a million years did we deserve a point and to go up the table after that first half. But hey-ho, there you go.
0: Yep. At Janine Adelman, said right from the whistle second half, you could tell it was going to be better.
1: At Stephen J. Clark, pain the difference. Can't remember him misplacing the pass, which is what I was saying earlier. Yep. It's bang on. Um, at Matt Bristol, this
0: is a great tweet. Credit to Hendon or realising poor team selection.
1: Seems to me he got it wrong, but had the bottle to change it. At Billy Herring03, he got it wrong, but how many fans said before the game, yes, 4-4-2? Absolutely, yeah, including myself, so I, you know, I take I take that. But as we say, it's not about the formation, it's about the personnel. At BessnukaJP, JP he
0: said, what a comeback to draw. Kashkit was a real hero. The best comeback I've seen since Leeds back
1: in 2009. Let's back the boys on Tuesday. Yep, at Reb, Rob underscore Nez underscore Scythe. What a match, Orient! Once again, started so slowly. Palmer made a huge difference. I'll take a point after the after a woeful first half.
0: Yep, at Scully eighteen eighty one said. Does anyone know how to clone Jay Simpson? Another goal as well as tracking back length of pitch later on to
1: shield the ball to Chiswick. I'd just say that Jay Simpson put in an utter shift second half. He was he was the one covering the right right side and he was closing their attacks down and really causing them problems. So you know what, Jay's attitude changed second half. It was absolutely brilliant and absolutely. it's good to see the strikers helping out with the defending yep. as well. Um, at Bradley Ackers ninety five credit to Hendon. It takes guts to bring off your wingers and change the formation at half time. Hashtag diamonds are forever. <laughs> the menace eighteen eighty one to so plays heads down at the end to so disappointment. Could have won it on that second half display. Pain was the difference. At Pank P double oh seven. How can you be so unstructured, unstructured and lackluster, and then hardworking and inventive in the same game? Head scratching performance. Very philosophical. Very profound. Absolutely. That.
0: Absolutely. I wonder what Hendon said at half time. Uh, at Ian Mannie. <laughs> Mannie John. Said so rubbish first half, second half Payne excellent,
1: Palmer instrumental. I'm over with cash kit Must play like that more often. Absolutely at Stiggy 64. Better in the second half. Payne and Palmer had a big impact. Still don't really know what our game plan is though. Yeah, at same cast
0: nine. Said Ian Hendon made
1: good substitutions, but his
0: starting lineup was madness. Morton-Pritchard partnership was always going to be awful. I'm glad you saw that because I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Um,
1: at Ben LOFC, Palmer set up the first goal and had a huge part in the second. i I've Never given the man stickers, I think he's a threat. Yeah, at Taser Junior, so probably would have given a limb for a winner at
0: the end. Great effort second half needed to switch on earlier though. Marquis was poor.
1: Mm, I don't know. I, don't, I disagree with that. But at, Mon, at monste 1980, bizarre game to take off both wingers. It worked, but seems Hendo doesn't know his best 11 or how he wants to play. Very good point there. Yeah. Uh, at the authentic,
0: Gaz finishes things off this week by saying, giving your weight in a two-goal start is a bloody ridiculous thing to do. Great character to come back in second half though.
1: Absolutely. So we move <coughs> on to the positives and negatives this week. So positives, Hendo uh, changing the game early enough to make an impact. Yeah, it's, like, it's like you said, it's good to see that he does that because someone like Slade... Very rarely done as a sub before the 70th minute. That's right. So, Absolutely, yeah. Jay Simpson's 10th goal of the season and Scott Kashket's first goal um, in an Orient shirt, and obviously as a fourth to see Jack Payne putting in a really brilliant performance. Yeah, I mean, game-changing performance. To be actually. fair, I've been
0: critical of okay. Payne at times, but more performances like that, and you know, you can't be critical of him at that point. Um, yep. So negatives, gifting two silly goals away. Um, it's been a real constant issue this season of giving. Silly goals away. Not kept a clean sheet since August, which is really concerning. Um, second negative is the, f- the whole of the first half, essentially from yesterday, because yeah, it was dreadful. Um, and last negative, uh, Cox worryingly off form. But you know what Cox is like; it wouldn't surprise me on Tuesday if he smashes a thirty-yarder into the top corner. Yeah. You know, or you know. So, yeah, got faith in Dino. Absolutely. Absolutely. So
1: next week we got two fixtures, two oh, away fixtures. the week? Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh well, yeah. First on the Orient uh, outlook radar, this yeah. one. So, here we well one Scott Cashgate. Yeah, well, done, well son. done, lad.
0: And Scott Cashgate, thank you for retweeting my tweet of my daughter. That yeah, through the podcast. But he didn't retweet any other any other players' tweets, just mine, and you know, means a lot yeah
1: from the heart baby me and Scott
0: best mates best so
1: we've got two away league fixtures next week Luton on Tuesday night which I'll be going to uh, all being well and Morecambe away on the Saturday Luton are expected to do well and sign one of our best defenders this summer in Scotty C they're currently 12th place after a 2-1 defeat to Crawley Town yesterday or Saturday so they're a good team Luton Luton, have got some good players for this they've got a soon. big squad and, yep. and John Steele's a very good manager as well. Morecambe are doing slightly better in 10th place. And a win for them will see them leapfrog us in the table. So it just shows you how tight it is. Very tight. They had a good result on Saturday beating Wimbledon away 5-2. So that's it. Interesting. That's Very it. interesting. So episode
0: 49 has just come to an end. So one match this week for us at home to Oxford. Hendo started with the 4-4-2 as most fans demanded. But ended up back at the diamond at half time we snatched a draw from the hands of Defeat. Which meant we actually moved up two places to fifth in the league, so the week coming up, two tough away fixtures as Paul has mentioned. But if we win both of those, we'll be right up there. So if you're travelling up, give us a tweet on your journey and let us know your thoughts on anything from selection to score predictions. Next week, mate, it's, it's the
1: biggie. Big five O next week. I'm so excited.
0: It's brilliant. I just hope I just hope the interview
1: on Wednesday comes off and hopefully and the people that we've got booked to or planned to come and join us. That we'll, still can come and join us.
0: So we'll be re- reading much more during the week and there might even be a surprise interview in the pipeline that we're working behind the scenes to get and if we get that as well oh, it, will, it will just be lift off. It will just be incredible. So, But we want to big it up too much but episode 50 is next week so we're Love hoping Russia. to get out on the Sunday night but it, it all depends kind of how long it overruns and, and what we get so I, I think to be safe it would probably be Monday yeah probably Monday but maybe the Sunday depending on what we get but we'll obviously it. keep you informed so that's it so have a great week see you at well Paul will see you at Luton yeah uh, and if not we'll look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm have a great you. week
1: yeah have a great week everybody stay safe right out. The podcast. all the best up the O's up the O's Diamond forever